0: So that night at dinner, the producer came up to me, and as polite and nice, nicely as she can, she says to me, Hey, I'm really sorry, but we're gonna not be able to have you back tomorrow as Steadicam operator. Today on the podcast, I have Quaid Setabaka, a Steadicam operator whose credits include Grey's Anatomy, The L Word, and The Patient. And Quaid's story today is centered around his start as a Steadicam Operator from one of the first short films he worked on. It's a story that involves having the wrong equipment, wonky horizon lines, and ultimately being fired. So with that, I'll let Quaid take it from here. Hi, my name is Quaid C. DeBaca, and this is my worst day ever. I'm a Steadicam Operator, first and foremost, but also a camera operator amongst traditional techno wheels, but mainly Steadicam, and I kind of live in mainly commercial, short-form, beauty, fashion kind of work. I really do love operating Trinity and AR and specialty aspects of Steadicam specifically. So I think my worst day on set, really thinking about this, I'm sure we all have so many days that we can count that we wish we could take back or redo. But for me, it was probably starting out at, before my career even started. I was on a freebie show, uh, web series show, at UCLA, it was from Craigslist. I think I was 21, maybe, at the beginning of my career. I was first scene, mostly. And I found this Craigslist post looking for a camera operator on a show for five, seven episodes. It did pretty well. It was more like a YouTube kind of show before YouTube TV was a thing. And, uh, in, like, the web series kind of category of shows. And I was operating down there. Funny enough, my first AC was Nick Mueller, who is fucking killing it right now. Way bigger than I am in the movie, uh, movie, yeah, movie cinema world right now. I think he just did a movie with, um, uh, M. Night Shyamalan, Martin Scorsese. Big shout out to Nick Mueller. And, uh, so I was on the show. He, he kind of hated me. I'm a younger guy coming in there as a camera operator, and they heard I had a quote unquote steady cam, a stabilizer of some sort, whether it be holding it in your hand, you know, where you needed that big forearm to hold the little glide cam kind of thing. But I think I had a vest or some sort of single arm. It was pretty trash. I used it for free on a show, on that show, uh, using a C300, I think. So they were happy with whatever they can get. They called me back later, remembering that I had that ability, that quote-unquote steady cam, and they hired me on a short film in Carmel. I was excited. All the people on that show, all the keys, man, they were nominated for Oscars. These guys had awards under their belts. They were probably everyone at least, like, minimum 40. I was the youngest guy on that crew, probably by far. I mean, the camera team was young, but everyone else was, yeah, definitely over 35, 35 to 45. And so I felt like a, like a kid, and I was. I was like 20. A little timid, a little insecure. I had little to no abilities, operating steadicam, even camera operating in general, as we're just starting out making mistakes. And we started out day one of two days, and they told me it would be a Red Epic, I think it was. A Red Epic. Can't remember the lenses. Probably Cook S4s, let's say. Those were popular back then. And this was probably in 2000. 12, I wanna say, yeah, about 10 years ago. So to cover my bases to make sure I could carry the camera that they were providing, I bought a Steadicam, Tiffin Steadicam brand, Pilot Steadicam. It's the lightest weight one you could buy at the time. I think the payload capacity was maybe 15 pounds, I wanna say. So it did have the two section arm, the vest, and the proper sled with power and SDI ran through the post to the bottom of it and it had one Anton Bauer gold mount plate and it may not even have had the fore and aft adjustment I think I had to loosen screws and then like move it around and re it this thing was I mean it was fine for it was more for videography yeah it was like a wedding videography steady cam. but that's all I had and I thought that would have uh that would have done the job to me but even that was far too small of a system on the day, as I found out. We came into the prep in the hotel room with Nick. And man, it it pushed it over. The support was too heavy, the rods. I didn't anticipate it being that heavy. And by heavy, I mean, I think like maybe like 17 pounds. But the pilot is so small. A little pipsqueak, we couldn't handle that. And Nick was looking at the DP like, This isn't going to work, man. This isn't going to work. I don't know about this guy. we got to get a new guy. So they they still let me do it. Day one, we came in. I hung around for a few hours. Then my shot was up. And it was a tracking and follow. Yeah, leading and a follow out of like a cafe or restaurant or some sort. And this was in beautiful Carmel, and we're ready to do this shot. We we rig it up, and it looks horrible. (laughs) It's the people at Monitor are cringing. Nick's ready to throw up. I feel like, I feel horrible. I don't even look like an operator, too. I think I was wearing Vans, white corduroy jeans from, like, H&M, and, like, a gray sweatshirt. I mean, I look like a chump. This is... It was horrible. I I was embarrassed for myself looking back on this now. And I'm doing this shot and it's going all over the place. Looks like I had a few drinks. The frame is, oh my God, it looked horrible. We couldn't even balance the camera. So it was inherently top heavy. So it, it was like it was balanced for low mode without being in low mode. This was a quintessential experience of the fake it till you make it. I said I could do it. I said I had the gear. I said I could support the camera. And none, none of that was true on the day. And it was so bad. We did that shot, and I think we moved on. But there was talks behind the monitors. There was a lot of whispers happening. And we went to the second location, and I think that's when things really went bad. We were doing another tracking shot, and it looks like the DP came up behind me, whispered in my ear. Okay, pretend drunk and this is kind of like a weird dream sequence. I want you to fly all over the place like and scan the sky and the ground. So at that point, that's when I I knew I fucked up and I couldn't do this. They pulled away, they went with a stick shot. And at that point, I think we all can relate at one point or another in our career that we really fucked up and production is going in another direction to get the shot. And you failed ultimately. So that night at dinner, the producer came up to me, and as polite and nice, nicely as she can, she says to me, "Hey, I'm really sorry, but we're gonna not be able to have you back tomorrow as Steadicam operator." And man, my stomach sank. Like I was eating dinner, and man, I just, I just felt like I just wanted to, I wanted to curl up, go to my hotel room, you know pulled the plug on anything social or interaction with anyone. I was just really, really depressed and upset. But the thing is, we're, we were in Carmel, and we had one more day of shooting. And I came up there in a van, so I, didn't, I had no way of getting home. And that was kind of the awkward but hilarious part. I asked her, like, well, what happens now? I still have to get home. They're like, well, we're going to take you back with us. You'll just have to hang out tomorrow. And I guess... You know, I didn't really want to, like, walk around on my own. Do I go to set? Do I sit in the hotel room? Like, what do I do? So I ended up going to set. And I was embarrassed and just wanted to help out and feel useful. So I guess I was playing, like, the role of a camera PA at that point. And they still needed steady cam. So they hired an outside operator from San Francisco. And it was Ben Casillas. And he was the nicest guy I ever could have expected to have to replace me. And he came in there with a Master Series uh, sled, uh, Master Series arm, and I think Master Series or ultra vest. Um, so he came up, did the shots, no problem, piece of cake. The footage looked amazing. I was blown away at monitor. And I had to talk to him, like, hey, hey Ben, like, I mean, here's what happened to me. And he was so understanding, kind of like took me under his wing and he's like, you know what, it's okay. This happens to all of us, it doesn't matter. You have decades left in your career. You haven't even started yet. And he's like, well, what do you want to do? And I told him, I don't really know. What do you do? What's Steadicam? And he explained to me the average uh, you know, 10-hour days we have, um, the infrequency of work, but also the less days that you work, comparative to, say, an AC. Um, He told me about the rates and just how a Steadicam operator is, in general, on set, our authority, power, XYZ. And that sounded amazing. Things were checking off and the wheels were turning in my head and I said, I wanna do that. So overall, that show was an incredibly humbling experience, incredibly embarrassing, but also the singular pivoting point of my career path, my life, and I would not be where I am today without without getting fired from that one show. I think it goes back to maybe when I got fired from Starbucks when I was in high school, which pushed me into film in general. So sometimes the worst case situation in that moment turns out to be a pivotal point in your life that you would never take back. But I think that that was that was it. That, uh, that whole realm from the Craigslist job to Cam operating on that low budget web series to a short film on Carmel getting fired losing out, being replaced by another cam operator, which is already so embarrassing. But uh, it ended up being the best experience and the best moment of my career that got me to where I am now. And that wraps up this episode. Thanks Quaid for coming on and sharing your worst day ever. And if you have a worst day ever story and are interested in coming on the podcast and sharing it, Head on over to worstdayever.com to learn more. And to make things easier, I've included the links in the show notes. Until next time, that's a wrap.